So the big news story uh, from late last week was that <laughs> at first it was one nail salon was uh, experienced a COVID outbreak. Yep. On the first day of reopening, something like 700 people, I think, like went came and went through over, over the yeah, course of that yeah, weekend, this yeah. nail salon. If I remember, at first the numbers were 500 and then mm-hmm. they upped it to about 700. Holy shit. Are well, you kidding me? Maybe not going through, but ex- potentially exposed to it. But they had hundreds of people. Like there were lineups around the block. So the not only salon. was what it the, the customers, hell? but it's the customers' families, right? Oh my God. So at but least a couple still, hundred like, people. Yeah. Even a hundred people in a nail salon over a weekend, like that's crazy. Yes. So this salon then reported that they had a couple of positive tests from staff, which meant it was a long process of contacting everybody who had been through that nail salon in the reopening. And then it was revealed that a second nail salon also had positive COVID tests. So in the city of Kingston alone, we went from zero active cases, which we had for about three weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Almost a month to now 27 confirmed positive cases just from the first round of testing. Yeah. Oh my God, I and thought it was 12. No, no. It, it jumped up by 15 today. And let's also remember that the Memorial Center testing site had lines of like a couple hundred people just a few days ago. Yeah, so it was. It's, we're going to get more results coming through. I felt really stupid, not going to lie. So I drove past the Memorial Center and I see all these people lined up. And my first thought was, damn, the Memorial Market is yeah. popping. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, like people really want their veggies. It does pop off though. It and does then, pop yeah. off. But yeah, yeah, it, it it's rules. a lovely market. You got to get those churros. And then like, and then I go home and I look it up and I'm like, what's happening at the Memorial Center today? And everything was like, whoop, whoop, COVID-19 outbreak. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> I am so glad. I don't feel uh, uncomfortable about that whatsoever. And of course, this takes place as everything is reopening and we're actually starting to see mass groups of people assembling, which... I don't know about you guys, but we know people who are working during this and serving people every day. I can't imagine. And uh, it just becomes one of those things where it's like, great, I really hope those nails were worth it. Mm. And that's... And it's so upsetting that the fucking end of this city is from a fucking nail salon. God damn it. Yeah. Apparently... Yeah. So, apparently, they were uh, sniveling and coughing all over every single surface. They weren't cleaning up the surfaces in their store. They were all 100% symptomatic <laughs> and still opened up and worked anyways. Oh. And people who went there also recognized that they were symptomatic but did not care. Jesus. They, I'm, nobody I'm wore a mask. To, I'm going to uh, take this into, like, a like weird, like, thir- third-wave feminist take and be like, uh, like, um... It's, uh, you know, 21st century beauty standards like that we impose on women are endangering mm-hmm. their lives. Uh, True. We have to go back to basics. Uh-huh. Um, well, I was going to try to make Is that third wave I'm, feminism? I'm, I don't we know. Have to go back to basics. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I feel like I'm following what your feminist, thought. Can someone explain We can cut all Yeah, as it. a feminist, I like a third wave feminist, I like to say embrace tradition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, trad wives are really a big part <laughs> no, of. No, I, I meant like go back to like caveman. <laughs> that's time. that's tenth, oh. wave, tenth wave feminism yeah. will just be trad wives. Fifth dimensional feminism is just yeah. trad wives. <laughs> exactly. It, it's trad wives. Wow. And glorping. And, and anarcho communism. <laughs> yeah. That's pe- all Twitter is right now. And yeah. Pe- and yeah, pe- yeah. And pet play. Yeah. Pet play. <laughs> tenth wave feminism is, yeah. We actually wear the leash as a sign of power. Yeah, we're yeah. the dominant one in this relationship. Hey, man. And you throw like a sandal. And if there wasn't a dog, there wouldn't be an owner. Am I right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so a good nail salon. Uh, if anyone hasn't been to one, I heard someone explaining this the other day. Will regularly, like not during a global pandemic, wear masks 
and mm-hmm. gloves when they're dealing with their customers because they are so in such close contact with them right. and with um, their hands and they with their hands be from a their nail face salon, to face like, all the time so yeah, yeah yeah so like um the fact that these people opened up during a global pandemic and thought eh hey, fuck it we can just do whatever and not clean it. they actually didn't have any hand sanitizer on site like they had no sanitization oh on God. site this is a nail salon <laughs> they were supposed to have that beforehand you are touching one of the like two of the dirtiest parts of the human body yeah you like have no idea where those hands have been fingernails and the toenails yeah, yeah. oh my like jesus christ yeah like when i suck on i'm sure i clean them off yeah, yeah. Exactly. but like these people aren't paying but their toes suck i'm not making money are these people yeah, but you're you're like you know you're you do it for the love of the game yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, yeah. you're a heart fan. i wear a dental dam when i suck yeah. people's you're, toes it's braver a passion. than the truth it's a it's a passion project <laughs> yeah, i put exactly. a flavored condom on their big toe <laughs> that's how i that's how i hit my daily calorie what's minimum the, what's the one that christian <laughs> used was it a chocolate flavored condom oh yeah yeah, yeah. for his first time yeah yeah, yeah that's what that's what jesse big. uses that's his signature that's right I, it is a tribute to chris chan <laughs> I, I, um, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I am so disgusted at, at what had happened and the amount of people that were involved because apparently the people, they interviewed some people who went, who had to get tested and they were like, oh my God, yeah, I went in there and they had nothing, no measures in place and they had, uh, they were coughing all over the place and it's like, you, you stuck leave? around? Yeah. You stuck, you got your around. nails done? All right. <laughs> like that's, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Like that's pretty fucking dumb yeah. to me. <laughs> I, I think it's important to note that like, yes, you know, this business is irresponsible, but well, I don't know enough about the government policy. Let's hear it. Let's hear I, it. Yeah. I was going to say like, if they are really on the verge of bankruptcy, I don't want to be like, they yeah. are evil for like opening no. their business, but it sounds like they didn't do a lot of planning. <laughs> so, well, that's where, know. that's where like the, the aspect of the the market comes into play where it's like honestly like a lot of businesses shouldn't open and also like you know we're only doing it because we the our current government doesn't want to pay more into small businesses yeah. or like, even into serp like uh consider like yeah. all of these like workers who came into work actively sick because yes. they don't have a choice because they don't have a choice you can't they need say to no feed themselves yeah. if you say no to work because you don't feel safe like someone I know who was considering it, you don't qualify for the emergency benefit. Yeah, you're refusing yeah. to return Home to work. Home Depot is threatening to like fire all the people that won't come in yeah. because they don't want to go for COVID. People, people who got tested and are told to take two weeks of isolation regardless of the the like the test answer like mm. what the result the yeah. result the t- the answer to the test it was yeah. a hard hard I got quiz the key. i know what it is and um yeah and regardless they're told to take two weeks of self-isolation and their work is telling them and essentially extorting them saying like if you don't show up to work you're fired yeah mm. regardless of what the health clinic says to do which and, is like absurd and I'm glad we touched on the economic uh, factors at play here. I think a safe take to have, though, is like these businesses are finally paying for the blatant disregard to safety that these nail salons have had for so many years. And that ultimately starts at the top and yep. should unfortunately fall at the, pardon the pun, feet of the business owner. <laughs> Not so much yeah. the workers who definitely don't have a choice, but yeah. that individual that runs that nail salon has for years, you know, yeah, put subpar safety practices. Yeah, put and people's health at risk. Exactly, and put their own workers at risk. And I also want to say, um, I know some businesses have closed um, because the landlords won't 
um, give them a break on rent at all, even though there are rent subsidies specifically from the government for landlords and yeah. they still are refusing because they think they can get more if like a different business comes in or like they just aren't like budging at all. So anyway, yeah, they would rather, landlords. they would That's rather, it, yeah, they would rather it swapped out. Um, yeah. I actually read this stat. I could be completely wrong, but I believe that it's somewhere between two and 10% of landlords took up the subsidy. Oh my God. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> God. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bleeding people like stuck pigs. Purposefully yeah. disgusting. Well, it's an opportunity for people to rotate whoever was leasing that yeah. that property, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Raise your rent, and yep. then yeah. Hey, man, if these fuckers. people leave, I can hire some construction agency that's willing to work during a pandemic, mm-hmm. and yeah. we'll set this place right up for when everything opens up, and we'll make way more money. Yeah, yeah charge twice like, the rent. The yep. business owners, I definitely like business owners have responsibility in this too but a lot of the business owners don't own the building and that's are true like, like accountable to the landlord so the yep. landlords are trash is all i want to say yeah. oh yeah like 100%. landlords are in like the ninth or tenth circle of hell business owners maybe five so yeah. both bad landlords worse yeah yeah exactly exactly now speaking of irresponsible business practices in the midst of a global pandemic i would like to take you for a brief period of time into the wild world of professional wrestling, of which I know Chance is somewhat affiliated and familiar. Man, I wish I could say I've kept up, but it's been about 15 years. That's that's objectively the right thing. The product's in the Yeah, yeah. But we're going to talk about two companies in particular and briefly mention a third and their responses to COVID-19. And it kind of illustrates, especially with one of the companies, the power of a worker-run cooperative versus mm-hmm. a corporate conglomerate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think also, like, talking about wrestling specifically as, like, a media and entertainment or, uh, industry uh, is interesting because uh, I don't, it's very visible, but it seems to me that they're the only businesses that we're allowed to talk about anymore or have discourse on, at least in the States. Uh, well, they're the only sports league, with very small exceptions, that is still running. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, what, what do you mean, Dean? Well, I was just like uh, reflecting on uh, all of the changes that are happening within like uh, like media and comedy uh, regarding Black Lives Matter. Uh, with uh, Cleveland from Family Guy uh, is no longer is no longer going to be voiced by a white man, mm-hmm. as are all of the ethnic characters. Oh, you uh, mean, you mean like the entertainment industry? Yeah, the entertainment industry is like flip. Yeah, like the Dixie Chicks uh, are just called the Chicks now, <laughs> uh, which is the dumbest name yeah, ever. Man, that's, uh, and that's good. Like part, you know, cancel me if you, I need to be canceled for this, but. In what universe do you hear Dixie Chicks and think, oh, they're pro-slavery? Well, I think of Dick Chicks, right? Yeah, that's cool. Another yeah, funny chicks. one is Lady Antebellum changing their name to Lady A. Yeah. And I saw a person oh. tweeting. They were thinking about the Antebellum South. And it's the person tweeted, what's the A stand for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Owned. God yeah. damn it. But um, I think we can definitely uh, capitalize on this. So I think because you know, just the nature of our show and we're trying to put the voices of the dead before our own. We were no, we will no longer call our show the late, late capitalism show. It'll just be the capitalism show. Yeah. Just yeah. Like the chicks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We switch. <laughs> we're we're, we're yeah, jumping we don't, ship. We do, we do not want to be offe- offensive to any uh, deceased people who may be listening. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're dead and you're offended, call in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah us us, we've got our Ouija board out. <laughs> give <laughs> us a ring. Contact us at LLCS CFRC at Gmail dot com hey, nice. yo. if you're dead 
Also, I want to apologize to the Haiwang Electrical Company for not responding to their email earlier. <laughs> I, I know. I hope you're still interested in being partners. I need this money. Yeah, <laughs> subject line, let's partner. Uh, the email was empty, and it yeah. was from Hawaii. <laughs> it was like Hawaii Electric Company. Yeah, Hawaii. It wasn't Huawei, but it's so like uh, uh, Wait, it's so we could, have had, we could have had a sponsor. I know, it yeah, was yeah, a wish. Break. Oh, I did man. Oh, my God. We should do a free sponsor for them and send it to them. <laughs> like, we <laughs> are the best it. partners. The yeah, we just read their name that's yeah. free advertising <laughs> what do you got to say about the wwe and the, is it the aew that the other one is that's i right. figured i figured Don't i know worry. my i know my lingo i will explain the various companies we're doing this in kind of a chronological layout because the story starts in march and it is still ongoing so march 2020 we know that's when things really started to intensify in terms of like global shutdowns of yeah man industry. it was my birthday yeah, it was a great birthday. <laughs> I had a great birthday. So in Japan, uh, there's one, there's two major companies, but there's really like one that everybody associates with wrestling there, which is New Japan Pro Wrestling. And in response to COVID-19, they just shut down completely. They said, we're not running shows. We're not doing anything. We'll offer refunds. Yeah. But like, we're not going to do anything during this. Remember, Japan also was supposed to host the Olympics, and those have been postponed at yeah. least until 2021. The country took this very seriously, and as a result, they've done a pretty good job of tamping down on their COVID cases. Yes. However, in the United States, <laughs> things weren't quite that easy. There's the, a lot of independent... bastion of hope. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of independent wrestling companies. They run small shows. Think of it as local theater. They have them in Canada as well. All the small shows were like, we can't do this. Like, we're not going to violate these orders. If we got fined, we're fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can't afford yeah. it. They we could hardly afford survive. You do not yeah. make money on wrestling shows. You almost always lose money. And adding like a ten thousand dollar fine on top of that will just cripple your small business. Yeah, and the people, the people participating in the events tend to get paid in like beer, a couple bucks. Like you, you don't, you usually walk away with nothing. I get paid twenty dollars. <laughs> that's yeah, not yeah. even the cost of gas to get there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and that's and it's a I'm full lucky. day's work too. <laughs> yeah, you set up the ring, you tear it down. However. The two largest professional wrestling agencies, organizations in the United States, World Wrestling Entertainment, which used to be the World Wrestling Federation until the other WWF sued them and won. Yeah. And the World Wildlife Fund? So That's right. Wait, yeah. actually? Yeah. <laughs> Did you not know this, it's, it's a long story involving like 60 years of leasing rights, <laughs> but oh basically God. the wrestling company refused to pay so the WWF used to pay the, the wildlife they charity. Like, fuck, <laughs> they're like, fuck you, assholes. And they took them to court and they won. That's yeah, so yeah. funny. So there's that the WWE and then there's another organization known as All Elite Wrestling. So the WWE is your classic corporate conglomerate. They are publicly traded company. They have dozens of like hundreds of thousands of shareholders. They have their stock is worth like $100 a pop. They are a monolithic global entity for wrestling. Yeah. They have major television contracts, including one with Fox, the, the yeah. television network that pays them yep. like a billion dollars annually, <laughs> which is Jesus. insane. Yeah. I, I actually, I bought Megan a, a lot of uh, WWE stock uh, for <laughs> Christmas. So You know what? That's a good crossed. buy. Yeah. Yeah. And to, you'll find out why at the end of this segment. Great. To pay for her to get to college. Because I haven't been checking it since <laughs> I bought it. But this is like, this is a company that also has a partnership with Saudi Arabia that pays them $40 million per show. That Yeah, alarms are going off in my head. Not good. Not good. All Elite Wrestling, on the other hand, is an organization that was founded by a group of wrestlers uh, with backing from a billionaire. He's the guy who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, solely because his son is a fan of wrestling and wanted to have a, corp a company. That's yeah. the Which coolest use of money. Must be nice. But at the same time, this is an organization that its upper levels are staffed entirely by wrestlers, many of whom made 
they're living on the independent scene. And right. as such, this is an in, a company that actually offers healthcare and isn't classifying its workers as independent contractors, but rather contracted employees of yeah. the company. Yeah. Which sounds basic, but the WWE actually doesn't do that. They brand all of their wrestlers as independent contractors, which means they don't have to pay their health care. Yep. They don't offer no benefits them at all. any employee benefits. Yeah, yeah, you're not a full-time Smart. worker. At the same time, though, you are also not allowed to work for any other company. Yeah, yeah you sign a... Uh, a non-compete clause. That's what it exactly. is. Exactly. And, and you get your head punched for a living. <laughs> yes. And you don't get any health care. So in March, both of these companies... Reminds me of when I worked at McDonald's. <laughs> it's very similar. <laughs> both of these companies had to grapple with the fact that you weren't allowed to have large public grapple. gatherings. I know. Thank you. That was a good one. Uh, AEW and WWE both continued to run their shows. AEW got around this by having... They would pay like some of their wrestlers, their lower tier guys, to sit in the crowd, like distance apart, wearing masks, and just like cheer because wrestling without cheers is insane yeah, and yeah stupid. it's it's nothing it doesn't there work. were also i remember Crowd at the beginning of cute. of the pandemic and the lockdown there were these like really like sort of hauntingly beautiful <laughs> yeah. uh like tel- yeah yeah it, it was it was it was very lynch wrestling without an audience yeah yes. no audience just people screaming at each other from across a mat in a completely empty massive oh gymnasium God. yeah oh man it was horrible. so cool that's was hell really weird <laughs> aw also declared that there was no pressure if any of the wrestlers wanted to sit out they would not be fine. They wouldn't receive any kind of like negative career repercussions, which I know sounds like corporate BS, but when you have an organization that is predominantly run by workers, you tend to take them at their word. And so far that has definitely been the case. Yeah. It's like, it's like having a union, right? Exactly. It's like, it's like the people who are running my end of the show are, have done my job. Right. Exactly. You would hope Mm -hmm. that they would understand to some degree. So meanwhile, throughout March, WWE is building towards their biggest annual show, WrestleMania, which usually draws between fifty to 70,000 people and does multi-million dollar gates just from ticket sales. You factor in merch. Oh, yeah. And you factor in pay-per-view buys. Beers. You're talking hundreds yeah, of mil- Like, I think about $70 million or so they would make from just that show. For alone. a night. Yeah. 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 It was supposed to be in Raymond James Stadium, which is a big football stadium in Tampa Bay. About they kept going back and forth throughout March of yeah we're gonna hold it like normal or yeah we're gonna hold it there but we're gonna have adjustments in place and then as they got towards the end of March they realized okay we can't have it there they moved all of their they set up shop in their little facility they own in Orlando and they did all their shows from that facility in an empty arena including WrestleMania which they then turned into a two night event so they could make twice the pay per view money yeah you got to make a buck any way you can exactly <laughs> they also declared that if you decided not to work at these tapings you wouldn't receive any negative repercussions. One of the individuals, one of their top stars, a guy by the name of Roman Reigns, who was a leukemia survivor, said, I don't feel comfortable working here. He was scheduled for a big main event match. So he pulled out and they scrambled to find somebody else. Now you're thinking, oh, well, okay, I'm glad they managed to respect his wishes. In the weeks after he pulled out, they completely edited him off TV Every single segment oh he was removed God. from. He was removed from the opening, which meant he was removed from receiving royalties oh. for his likeness being used in that Come opening. On. Immediately. Another individual. So petty. A man by the name who wrestles under the name Sami Zayn, who is a uh, Muslim, uh, sorry, a Canadian, a Syrian Canadian Muslim from Montreal. He said, yeah, fuck this. Like, I'm not doing this. Sami Zayn is super woke. He has a charity set up that specifically donates to Syrian refugees. Cool. Like, he's an actual, like, boots on the ground, like, hardcore like activist and he's a wrestler it's crazy he's one of the few i love that he was the intercontinental champion at the time it's like one of their secondary belts but wrestling like other like actual combat sports if you're a champion you make more money yeah like you yeah, just yeah you get the, your yeah, the ticket seller you're the best around 
He said, I'm not going to work these shows. I don't feel comfortable doing this. I think it's short-sighted. What did they do? They stripped him of his title yep. immediately Peace. and held a tournament for it. Wow. Immediately. Oh this is just God. in March. We haven't even gotten to where things get really fucked up. I would love to hear where things get really fucked up. <laughs> so <laughs> WrestleMania happens say this. April 4th and 5th, and they tell the talent leading up to this, after this, we're going to give you guys a two-week break so you can go home, self-quarantine, and then we're going to address things from there. They do a whole bunch of tapings leading up to WrestleMania, so they've got hours and hours of content. April 6th rolls around. <sighs> two big things happen on April 6th. First, they cancel the two weeks off. They tell everyone to return immediately because they're doing live episodes again. Jesus. So they have talent who had just So they flown just out. turn around instantly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And bring them back, including flying back across the country to 70 plus year old men, what one of whom hell? was hospitalized two years prior and nearly died, Ric Flair. Yeah. The yeah. other, Jerry Lawler, almost died on the air about 10 years prior Jer- from a heart attack. Jerry Lawler has been dying for many years. <laughs> <laughs> He's been slowly passing away yeah. before our eyes. He, his gimmick, if you're curious, is a wrestling king who is very horny. Oh. That's legitimately his gimmick. Yeah, man. Jerry the King Lawler. Man, I got to think up a new one. <laughs> <laughs> also on April 6th, the day after WrestleMania, which even without those live gates is still a phenomenally successful event just from ad revenue and pay-per-view alone. Yeah. They cut 60-plus staff from the payroll. What? They said what you're staff? fired. Wrestlers, wrestler, like straight, like yeah, wrestlers, enter- entertainment, yeah. talent, backstage people, and because they're independent contractors, they don't get severance pay. Yep. Just so they cut these people bye-bye. the day after running a two-night hugely successful show, and also the independent scene is closed down, so these people then can't go make money, and yep. you're also not getting any government subsidies. Completely Most of the people adrift. that would have been cut are doing okay for themselves because they've been doing this for a long time. They've saved up money. But there are a lot of younger people and people on the lower end of that totem pole that would have made at most $50,000 that year yeah. that are now adrift and I, can't do anything. I could be it. bullshitting, but I, if I remember correctly, there's been instances where um, the WWE has cut people because they are independent contractors. But since they signed a, a non-compete, no, yeah, non-competitive clause, they actually have to fulfill that contract for X amount of years. It's not necessarily the contract, but there is a mandatory three-month non-compete. Oh, okay. So yeah. you, no matter what... You can't make money. You cannot wrestle for another company. You cannot draw a paycheck for 90 days after you're wow. leaving the company. And you it's best so be good hard with money. to find a real job when all you all your work clothes are just spandex <laughs> and capes. <laughs> you like you can walk up to the interview and they're just not going to see you. And they're like, it says, on Which here, is it says on here that your skills include being horny and being a king. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to very quickly jump over to AEW for a second. April's pretty regular for them. They're running their shows. The only interesting thing that happened is one of the hotels they were paying for the staff, their staff to stay at. So they were providing the total cost for that, which is also something WWE doesn't do. They don't provide you with travel costs. You pay that yourself. AEW puts their guys up in these hotels as they're filming shows. There's a COVID outbreak in this hotel. A UFC fighter would actually end up testing positive and missing a show for it. How do they respond? Full tests for every single talent that stays in that oh, hotel. Good. They paid them for the two weeks they were off. Thankfully, believe it or not, none of the talent tested positively. Like they got, they dodged a bullet, but they took the proper channels and the mm-hmm. care to take care of their staff. Yeah, that's good. April 9th, returning to WWE, Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, declares that wrestlers oh. are essential workers. Oh yes, yes, yes. Here's what yep. he states: 
I think people have been starved for content. We're watching like reruns from the early 2000s. What is he doing? He's viewing wrestling as a necessary part of surviving the quarantine by providing Floridian culture. Nine is, hours of content this each is, week. This is someone who needs to be like third tier Pokemon Twitch subscribers. <laughs> like they need they need something that's just on constantly that isn't just the television. Now you know what's interesting about Ron DeSantis and April 9th and Florida. The day before, the one of the higher ups in the WWE, actually the owner's wife, Linda McMahon, pledged over sixteen million dollars to the state of Florida through her Trump reelection super PAC. The huh. next day, Ron DeSantis declares that wrestlers are essential workers oh, and business. My God, and I think that was probably a coincidence. So I, yeah, it might happen. Prior to this, as well, that was a joke, by the way. Have <laughs> some wine, Jack. Or I believe Orlando Police came to the performance center where they're running these tapings with like 50, 60 people, and like tried to shut them down because they're like, "This is fucked up. Like, you literally can't do this." And that's why they had to get that legal coverage. Yeah, <sighs> this is also in the midst of a year. Because they signed the Fox contract in 2019 and they did the Saudi Arabia shows in 2019, 2019 into 2020 was the most financially successful year in company history where they cleared, just in terms of pure profit, over $200 million. Which is yeah. insane because if you actually look at it, like wrestling as an entertainment sport is actually, it's making money, but its audience viewership it's is actually, it's going down. They This is the fewest viewers they have ever had in the history of the company yet they just signed the most lucrative contract for fox so Wild. it makes you wonder right it's like where, where the, yeah. how the heck are you i, making I also money? love making 200 million dollars pure profit and then cutting 60 workers just you, you can't afford like, them, like turning around oh god sorry dean so you know how i mentioned that AEW does full comprehensive testing before and they do this before every single taping where they test their talent that are showing up for COVID. Mm -hmm. WWE claimed to do the same, but it was found out that they only take temperatures and rely on self-reporting. Uh, there's No, no. Rick McMahon, or what's the... Vince McMahon. Vin Vince McMahon stands at the door and he holds his his uh, hand to your forehead. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a mother. And he then... Coos gently. Big boy. And then his, his, his reaction is that meme where it's like the four-tier <laughs> meme. And like if you coming. reach the bottom tier where his eyes are glowing and his head is back, that means you have COVID. Exactly. You know what that segment was in reference to? He was looking to hire a sexy secretary to work for him. Oh, and yeah. one, of the, one of the people they auditioned was a gay... Uh, Essentially, like, one of the most offensively yeah, homophobic like, segments I've ever seen. It was really cool being a kid and seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't you love that shit? So, throughout May, believe it or not, things actually calmed down a bit. Like, it's business as usual. There's no major developments. Until the George Floyd protests start happening. This is just a minor thing for WWE because AEW released like a full Black Lives Matter statement, but they're companies. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. WWE didn't even do that. In fact, on the night of one of their big pay-per-view events, no. a prominent African-American competitor, Keith Lee, fucking sick, great guy, unbelievable wrestler, on the back of his tights, he had very quickly like, he'd gotten Black Lives Matter stitched on the back. Mm -hmm. Like one of the seamstresses did this for him, nice. whipped it up real quick. This is a man who's like blur it out? 350 pounds. No, they just didn't show any shots of his back. Okay. And he's got a huge fucking ass. Yeah. So they That's just yeah, they worked baby. around it. Yeah. This is a company. That's a moneymaker. <laughs> and I, I swear to you this is true because I remember seeing this at the time. In 2014, they had an episode of Raw on Monday night that coincided with, the, with Martin Luther King Day. On that episode of Monday Night Raw oh, in 2014, no. Oh, no. they had a black wrestler lose to a guy via the curb stomp. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. 
Yeah, that's a tasty I'm not one. saying oh, that was no. intentional for the record, but that's like the level of tone deaf yeah. at best and like, like um, malicious racism at work. Oh, certainly. So we move into June. And yeah, this is, here we are, baby. This is where shit really Welcome. hits the fan in this story. This is where this goes from like bad business practices to like straight up life-threatening negligence. So WWE the whole time, shockingly, was just like, they didn't acknowledge why their shows had no fans. They never said COVID-19 at all. Like, and they never like had people wearing masks. They never even acknowledged what was happening. As things not returned to normal, but as America started to reopen, they started to run more of these tapings and they allowed a few more wrestlers in into the audience. And this is speculation, but it comes from very reliable sources that at one of these tapings, the executive uh, like producer for all the television shows, a guy by the name of Kevin Dunn, repeatedly told people in the crowd, don't wear a mask. He said, if you wear a mask, you are not a fan. You will not be allowed to like attend these tapings. Uh, and some people still in Florida. Yes, that is just classic Florida behavior. It is. That is cla- yeah. All of wrestling is about wearing a fucking mask. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have. I there's a whole goddamn Mountain Goats album about re- wearing a goddamn mask well, while you wrestle. To be okay. fair, that's Mexican wrestling. Yeah, I was gonna say that's okay. Mexican wrestling, Dean. You well, it's the only wrestling that I recognize. Luchador or death. Yeah, that's fair. Lucha <laughs> Libre is pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. Nacho so, Libre was my favorite film. I fucking <laughs> love that movie, dude. Something bad happens at these tapings as multiple people test positive for COVID-19. Right. And the company doesn't tell anyone this. Oh, my God. You know how the wrestlers how found out? Through social media. When someone said, I just tested positive for COVID-19. And then after that had went out, they received a mass text. Oh, my God. That's yeah. how... And th- w- the current positive stands at about 15, but that's just that we know of. And remember, this is a company that hasn't actually been comprehensively testing people until very recently. Yeah. Which means the amount of asymptomatic people and the amount of other people that have been touched by this is absurd. And this is a company that it's their own negligence that is solely responsible for what's happening disgusting other further things that have happened this is still a developing story like this is just broken in the past week or so which is what made me want to talk about it on this show so they now know that there's like 15 positive cases the company has told people don't reveal that you have tested positive but a lot of the staff are just doing it on social media because they're like this is fucked up Mm -hmm. so that's 15 people for sure of those people three of them were on tv last week interacting with like multiple wrestlers so you can probably add another five to ten at least positives and then from that point onwards 30 40 50 cases just from this company alone Mm. i always knew that the downfall of the american empire would stem from the wwe now you want to know what's interesting (laughs) the rise and the fall article was published today i actually saw this on my walk over to the studio The Middleton Press is reporting that Connecticut billionaires have fared quite well during the COVID-19 pandemic. Among those billionaires is, of course, Vince McMahon, whose net worth has grown from $1.8 billion to $2 billion. From March to June, that's a $177 million, or 10%, increase during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh Sick. That's like like when you hear about, um, you know, certain billionaires their income and profit increase during like times of war and stuff like that like that's that level of disgust very rarely do you have like well i don't know how rarely honestly it's probably (laughs) more and more common but very rarely do you have like a such a specific timeline and like list of whose blood and 
is on your hands yeah. and when it got there. Exactly. True, true. Yeah. And that's another reason why I want to talk about it because we have seen that billionaire of wealth has increased during this pandemic, but it's kind of hard to quantify exactly why. We're talking to you, Bezos. This story is perfect because you can see exactly how this individual's wealth increased and what the cost was. Yep. And their connection to uh, political officials. Like, exactly. That's wild. Do you yep. want to hear something funny about Vince McMahon? Yeah. Okay, there's a lot of things funny about him, but this is... <laughs> I so want to laugh. I'm going to tell you about t- two of his biggest like money failures. The first was the XFL, which ironically reopened this year and then shut down because of COVID. <laughs> it's too bad. Suck my fucking ass, Vince. You deserve that. But in 2001, when he started the XFL, it was a joint venture with NBC. Like this is a big deal. Like this is a major football league. They figured this was going to be like, yeah, we might have a rough first year. We might lose like $10 million. It's going to happen with the sports league, but we'll keep plugging away. They lost $121 million in one year on the XFL. And then in 2008 and I believe 2012, Vince's lovely wife, Linda, who served on the Trump administrative, uh, like she was the secretary of small businesses. She was also a part of that panel to reopen America. Yeah. She had run for Connecticut Senate. She lost in 2008. Vince dropped about $55 million. She ran again in 2012. Vince dropped about 100 million, and she lost again. This is man, a man who's doing wrong. 150 in Connecticut of all places. You yeah. can't win as a GOP candidate in Connecticut with 150 yeah. million dollars. Yeah, really. What the fuck is Insane. wrong with you? You would have to drop the ball. It's like she, like the only way you could do that. Like I don't know. Is she walking up to the podium and then like facing the wall? She <laughs> farted. Linda McMahon. She dropped this the big deuce right on the stage. Vince had about his wife, where he says, oh, "Linda, I love her." She's not a performer. (laughs) (laughs) The most convincing character she played was in 2001 when they did a storyline where Vince was cheating on her by fucking a bunch of divas and it put her into like a medically induced coma. So she just had to lie still. She was, he was sedating her. So she would just sit in a wheelchair and then at WrestleMania, Vince fought his own son in a match. Right. And he was about to hit him in the head with a garbage can. And then zombie Linda stood up out of her chair. The crowd went insane and she kicked him in the balls and that's how oh, he yeah, lost. That was, <laughs> that was the storyline. And now it was that. all about the fact that Vince couldn't stop now, getting how fucking is she strange. not a senator after yeah. that? <laughs> and it was so funny because during the campaign people were like, what is your fuck? What is your fucking company doing? <laughs> like, She's look a at girl this boss. shit. Well, that's she the thing, is. right? Like, like people like to think that um oh I was going to say like bad businessmen like to think that they can be politicians but we've witnessed that that can happen <laughs> That's no, true. but like this but is there's certain times where it does not work specifically because of that reason like people just look at what they've done and they're like why it's, well, what you haven't won me over at it's all. also because she's a charisma black hole if Vince McMahon had run for fucking senate he would have won yeah come on pal yeah you want to see my ass again he would have just posted <laughs> memes constantly he would have just gotten his fucking ass out Vince continuously pitched stories where he fucked his own daughter and I am serious I am what? serious there was an Damn. angle where they said Stephanie McMahon was supposed to be pregnant and then it was going to be revealed that Vince was the father why and why? he kept what do you mean why Dean because that's hot as shit yeah it's very uh, clearly his fetish 